the word for mother, of course, begins with, with M. Most of the languages in the world, the word for mother begins with, with M. Did you know that? You've got madre in, in Spanish. You've got mare in French, mater in Latin, mama. I think I'm saying it right with that right accent. Mama in, in Italian. You've got myrrh in Vietnamese, mutter, M-U-T-T-E-R, mutter in German. The hum of the M. Maybe that's the reason why all these languages, mother, it's, it's comforting. Hmm, mama. That's comforting, isn't it? Think about, say, we all have or have had a mother. Jesus, too, he came. In the likeness of men, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. He had a, a meter, that's mother in, in Greek, or, or aim. It still has the M, it starts with, starts with, a, with an E in Hebrew, but, but aim in, in Hebrew for mother. Still has that hum to it. How, how do you, or how did you, react to your mother what kind of a relationship do you or or did you have with your mother what can we learn from Jesus and his interaction that he had with his mother that's what I want to look at this morning we can as parents learn a lot from Jesus' mother Mary as we continue this year to look at the life of Christ, I didn't want this to ser- the sermon to be about Mary, though. I, I didn't want this to just be a, a Mary sermon. I wanted this sermon to be about, be about relationships. Family relationships. The elders here, they want us to be a family. They want us to, to sow and work and grow together. They want us to have, be unified. And I'm glad the country that I live in sets aside a day... To honor mothers. We honor all different types of, of moms, birth moms, adoptive moms, stepmoms, adopted moms. Some of the times we adopt moms, don't we? Grandmothers, great grandmothers, great great grandmothers. They make their lives full, don't they? When you meet a mom, you meet somebody that makes your life full. We learned earlier in the year that Mary was was a virgin. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25 and Luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. She was a virgin until Jesus was born. Do you moms, do you remember remember when you first found out that you were going to be a mom? Do you remember that moment? We learned from these verses that I just mentioned how good of a person Mary was. We learn how good, of a, uh, how good the mother of Jesus was. We learn from her life that to be a good mom or a good dad, to be a good parent, that starts before the child is born. 
If you really want to be a good mom, you young people or a really good dad one of these days, start now being a good mom. Start now being a good dad. Start now being a good parent. You may have children. You may adopt children. Start loving them now before you even meet them. Put it in your mind that you will love them well, just like God loves him. He, God loved Jesus before the foundation of the world. It says in John chapter 17, verse 24, follow God's example. Love your husband or your wife, young people, before you even know who they are. Love your children before they, before they ever come into the world. Know that you're going to love them. Jesus, He came to seek and save the lost. Jesus came to save the whole world, including his mother. Luke chapter, one, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And what's so wonderful about Mary is she recognized very early in life that she needed a Savior. Before Jesus was born and she was rejoicing with Elizabeth, she sang in Luke chapter 1, verse 46, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. If you, have your, if you have your bulletin, I put on the back an acronym, and you can, you can keep up with me if you want to. In our acronym, the M stands for, for matters. Mary understood what mattered. Good, godly mothers put God first. Mary, after all she had seen, after all she had experienced, after all the praise and honor given to her baby in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, Mary, it says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Moms, you do that, don't you? You do that. You remember things that matter about your child. You remember things uh, that matter to your child. You remember things about their past. You remember things about their present. And you're always thinking about their future, aren't you? So did Mary. And to her and Joseph, it came down to what mattered most. Mary and Joseph, as the earthly parents of Jesus Made sure, made sure to fulfill the laws of God and take their child to worship. Mary observed the commandments of God and made sure that her child did too. Mamas, we can see the lesson there, can't we? Luke chapter 2 verse 41 tells of their family trip to Jerusalem to observe the Passover. And when Jesus was 12, Mary and Joseph, they lost their son in the city and they they found him in the temple with the teachers. Uh, There was no mention of a a command. They just, just, we want you to be with us. There was no mention of a command to be with us. They they just thought that he was. The the parents just thought their child was, was with them. When his parents saw him in the temple, it says they were amazed. Two things from this passage, mamas and daddies. Two things. Be observant. 
Be observant. Observe your child. Know where your children are. Not only when they're beside you in the mall. I'm not just talking about that. Know where they are when they're outside your control as well. Observe your children. Know where they are. And don't just be observant. Observe them. Look at them. Know them. Really look at them. Don't just think they share the same truth as you do. Make sure they do. Really look at them. Proverbs, it says, train up a child in the way they should go. That takes a watchful eye. That takes being involved with your child. No matter how old they are. It takes being involved. And again, to Mary's credit, verse 51, it says she kept all these things. She observed these things. She kept all these things in her heart. She observed her child. Knowing her child helped her. In one instance that we know of at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. At the wedding feast, if you'll turn to John chapter 2, they ran out of wine. It was an embarrassing situation for the, for the host of the wedding feast. And Mary knew what her son could do. She'd observed her son. We don't, we don't have those stories. She knew what her son could do. We can only imagine all that she knew. But with, you know, with 20-20 vision, we can look back and wonder at amazement that God's Holy Spirit who inspired Exodus chapter 20 verse 12 the sixth commandment to honor your father and mother that same Holy Spirit that inspired Paul to write Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 obey your parents that same God became flesh and obeyed his earthly mother in the form of the word turned flesh Jesus Christ when the host ran out of wine and Mary noticed, uh, observe her reaction with Jesus in verse 2. John uh, only records a simple observation made by Mary. He, he, it says, they have no wine. That's what she said. They have no wine. That's what she told her son. She walked up to her son. She said, they have no wine. Without being there, we could not see the manner or hear the inflection in her voice. You know, mothers have a tone, don't they? Don't they mamas have a tone? Do they not? But from her statement, the way she talked, the request for him to do something about it, we can clearly see that she wanted him to do something about the wine. From this simple statement, so much passed in between Mary and Jesus. Mary, from this account, the only account, Did not ask Jesus to do anything, did she? They have no wine, is what she said. I wonder if that could work with my children. Just walk in the room. The room is dirty. And just walk out. (laughs) I wonder if we'd get clean. We have no milk to the one that drives. I don't know if that'd work or not. The grass is tall. Some have chided Jesus here in verse 4 that he argued with his mother and he wasn't very respectful with his choice of words. 
Woman, that's kind of how we'd say it, wouldn't we? Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Again, we don't hear the inflection in Jesus' voice here. We can only go by with the words that are on the page. Jesus didn't call her mother, but, but woman. We have no phrase really in English that expresses what the original intent was. Some scholars have said to put dear woman before woman, but that, that still is not right. In the Greek, it's a term of courteous respect. It can, even, it can even be tender, as we'll see later, as he uses the word again later. What follows, though, is a mild rebuke by Jesus to his mother that he was, about to, he was to be about his father's business. But his mother wanted a trick. His mother knew what he could do. And notice Jesus said, you're concerned. He, he, he knew she was concerned. And, and their connection was tight, though. And even after this mild rebuke, she knew that he would do what she wanted. Mothers have that sway if we respect and we love them. They have that sway with us, don't they? And Jesus, He went above and beyond, didn't He? He really went above and beyond what what she asked for. She told the servants in verse 5, His mother said to the servants, Whatever He says to you, do it. Whatever He says to you, do it. Mary knew about Jesus And she had to tell. She had to tell. Mothers, fathers, when it comes to your children, when it comes to the future servants of God Almighty, we have got to tell our children to do whatever He says. Do whatever He says. Their, their relationship with Jesus will grow. I, I hope you impart to your children this simple piece of advice, this, this simple piece of advice with eternal consequences. Whatever He says to you, do it. Love one another. John chapter 13, verse 34. Do this in, do this in remembrance of me. Luke chapter 22, verse 19. Believe and be baptized. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. In, I and them, and you and me, and they may be perfect in one. John chapter 17, verse, verse 23. Whatever He says to you, do it. New Testament does not record the whole of the relationship of Mary and Jesus. Jesus, there's not a lot of interaction between Mary and Jesus that's written in the New Testament, but what we have is full of meaning. Full of meaning, full of lessons. The next instance, chronologically, that we see Jesus interact with his mother, Mary, is in Matthew chapter 13, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 12, just before he spoke all those parables that we studied in, in Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 12, just before Jesus goes out of the house to tell the parables in chapter 13 verse 1 it says in chapter 12 Matthew chapter 12 verse 46 while he was still talking to the multitudes behold his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him 
Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. Now why? Why do we have this account? Why are we told this? Well, we have more of this account in Mark. Mark chapter 3, verse 21. It says, But when... His own people heard about this. They went out to lay hold of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. We see later in Matthew chapter 13, the end of the chapter, that those in his own hometown, they didn't think very much of Jesus. They were offended at him, and and Jesus could, could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. In both accounts... In Matthew and in Mark, Jesus' answer to the proximity of his family was the same. And what Jesus does, if you're following along in your handout, what Jesus does is he, he gets to the heart of the matter. He gets to the heart of the matter for his family and for every family listening to me today. Why? Why do we have this conflict recorded? Because Jesus, as always, sees an opportunity to teach. He sees an opportunity to teach. Not only those people that are around Him, but also His family outside. He teaches them and us today. Look what He said. Remember now, his mother Mary is outside. She's, she's had to have heard the terrible things they were saying about her son. And we'll think the best of her in that she stands out there out of concern. We can at least say that, that parents, we need to stay in contact with our children, don't we? She tries to stay in contact with her son. But not, why not just let his mother in? It's his mother, anyway. Have you ever heard of police officers who would give their mama a ticket? You ever heard of a police officer like that? Yeah. Jesus is going to teach his family something. With Jesus here, it's time to teach. Look at his answer, verse 48. He answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Verse 49. And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and he said, And Jesus here gives the, the definition of family. Real family. True family. If you want to know what the definition of family is, it's right here. Here, here are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. I think he said that pretty loud. Loud enough for them to hear him outside. Loud enough to stop conversation. Loud enough to be heard saying, verse 50, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. The true followers of Jesus are His true family. Jesus teaches in one sentence that spiritual... Listen to me, church. Spiritual family ties should be stronger than blood ones.
Mamas, can you give all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind to doing the will of God? Can you give all of your heart to teaching your children to do the same? Mary learned, we'll see. Can you learn to teach your family to put God first? Who are my mothers? Who are my brothers? Those who do God's will. God is asking you through the Scriptures. Can you put God's family before blood relatives? Mary learned a lesson that day. Many think the teachings of Jesus are too harsh. Many think that's harsh. It's certainly hard to do. Luke chapter 14 verse 26, Jesus said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Jesus is not saying hate your mother. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you can't be my disciple if you put your mama before me. You can't be my disciple if you put your wife before me. You can't be my disciple if you put your husband before me. You can't be my disciple if you put your children before me. You can't be my disciple if you put your sister or your brother before me. We must put God first. Let me tell you something, folks. That takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to be a mom. It takes a lot of energy to be a parent. Jennifer Dana's drinking those green monsters. You got her hooked on those green monsters. If you don't know what a green monster is, you take spinach and you put some put some uh, strawberries and bananas and some yogurt and you mix it up, and the spinach makes it turn out green. And then you put a straw in it, you drink it. I got her for her birthday. I got her her own personal little cup. And it has a blade on it. You put it on there. And you put all that stuff in it. It chews it all up. And then you change the top. Get a straw in it. And it's ready to drink. And she's been drinking those green. They give her energy. That's what she wants. She's tired. She works all the time. She's a mom too. Besides that. Mom. Wife. Worker. That's hard. It takes a lot of energy to be a mom. It takes a lot of energy to be a parent. She says she just turned 24 and she needs more energy. Y'all are laughing. She would be like offense at that. Some of you have had sick children. Some of you have sick children now. Just think of the energy that it takes to help them.
to just think about them. Some have had children to die. Some may have even watched their children die. That must be hard. That must be hard to do. Mary understood how that felt. And learn a lesson from her. John writes of her in John chapter 19 verse 25. When Jesus was being crucified. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, His mother. Mamas, stand by Jesus. Stand by Jesus. No matter what your children, no matter what your husband, no matter what your family does, stand by Jesus. And Jesus made sure his mother was taken care of. Remember, Jesus said, Whom, Whoever does my will is my mother. If, if you stand by Jesus, no matter what happens, you'll be called a child of God. You'll be taken care of. No matter what happens. You will expend a lot of energy in worry, in doubt, in fear, in misunderstanding. Oh, you of little faith. Stand by Jesus. Stand by His Word. Make sure your heart is right and that you tell others to observe what really matters. Jesus is hanging on the cross. Jesus saw His mother. He called to her the same thing that He called her in in Cana. Respectful, even tender here. Woman, He says, woman, behold your son. You followed me. You've, you've left all. And now you stand by, by a shameful cross beside me. But you stand anyway. At some point, church, at some point, we've got to follow or get out of the way. I love the end of Mary and Jesus, their relationship story. She remained with him. Even after his death and burial and resurrection and ascension into heaven, Mary remained with Jesus. As we know, Jesus died on the cross, was buried, but He rose from the dead. He was seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 15 by hundreds of people after He rose from the dead. And when Jesus went back to heaven, Acts chapter 1, verse 9, the disciples returned to Jerusalem to an upper room to a house they were staying in. Acts chapter 1, verse 14 says, These all continued with one accord in prayers and supplications with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Look who remained. Look who remained. In that room, faithful Mary and her children. There are many faithful mothers in this room today with their children. 
And you children who have or have had faithful mothers, you are so blessed. Those who remain in this room today, mothers, fathers, children, brothers and sisters, do you understand what matters? Have you observed and kept God's word? Are you willing to tell all that you know about Jesus Christ? Tell with all your heart and energy. So, what remains for you to do if you have? Well, continue with one accord. Be united. Let's sow, let's work, let's grow together. Parents or children, maybe you've just now understood what matters. Maybe your heart's been touched, your energy's been sapped, and you need prayer. We would love to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. At the singing of the song that Eric's going to start in just a minute, we would love for you to come down and let us pray with you. There may be those, parents or children, maybe you're ready to put God first and be baptized into Jesus Christ. Whatever your needs. Whatever your needs. Do what matters. As together we sing.